Good morning, church. We miss you all in person, but hope and we pray we will meet you soon. Some of us are excited to be at home and some of us are waiting for this lockdown to get over and run to their favorite restaurants like Paradise, KFC, Pizza Hut. But I would like definitely go to have Iran Chai. I definitely miss that. This pandemic has hit our city, our state, our nation. And not only that, it has affected entire world. And it has affected our economy, our growth, our freedom, our schools and colleges. It has affected every sphere of life. The entire focus is on it right now. The world is what waiting and watching to see how this epidemic is going to end and what are the going to be an impact on it. The title of my message is Journey Beyond the Naturals. The definition of journey is an act of traveling from one place to another. Usually the journey is long. When we desire to take a break so we can relax and re-energize ourselves to complete our journey in a more fulfilling way. In our spiritual journey, we all experience the spiritual highs and lows and sometimes we tend to slow down. Some even backtrack to a point of giving up. As a part of life's journey, we have encountered COVID-19 on the way. Now, what we need to understand is that it is just a part of journey, not our journey itself. Well, without undermining the downside of it, I think COVID-19 has given most of us the opportunity to take much needed break, to relax, to rethink the route of our journey for some of us, maybe even our destiny. As much as we get to hear stories of how it was not so good for some, we also get to hear how this pandemic has caused us to realize some good things about life which could not have been realized otherwise. Now that you are on a break from your job, your businesses, your schools, we feel the loss of time, money, and many other things. We wonder how we can get back to our normalcy, but we need to understand that God is preparing during this break to go back to be a, a better testimony in our workplace, to go back to our businesses and perform well, to go back to our schools and colleges, to, be, to do great things for God. He's preparing each one of us in this, in this time of pandemic. The word of God says, he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. We read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. But God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, you will also provide a way so that you can endure it. 
Church, I want you to encourage you by saying God is still in control. His word is still active. He is still on the throne. He knows everything about you and me. He knows our journey. He knows everything that you are going through right now. The situation that you are in. So let us look into this word and dig some insights from life of Elijah and how we handle the storm that we face in our life's journey. Our text for today is from 1st Kings chapter 17 to chapter 20. We learn that there is a route that Elijah chooses for himself to end his journey for life. However, God in his sovereign mercy reroutes him back to the place where he left and set him for glorious ways of ending his journey of life. Let us look at how Elijah planned a, a, a route for his journey and how God intervened and rerouted him for a better future. Firstly, Elijah's route to end his journey in the wilderness. Now, Elijah's confidence in God. Elijah, like the most of us, had his share of spiritual highs. He was a prophet chosen by God. He performed supernatural works by the power of the Holy Spirit. He prays for a rain to stop. And God uses Elijah to announce the news of the drought because God wanted to punish King Ahab for leading the entire nation into idolatry. First King chapter 17 verse 1. Now Elijah the Tisbite from the Tisbe in Gilead said to Ahab as the Lord the God of Israel lives whom I serve there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except my words. God chose Elijah to do supernatural things through he was an ordinary man just like you and me. He was a man of courage because God's anointing was on you. God's anointing was over Elijah's life. He was able to do supernatural things. You would just pray a simple prayer of faith and God would act to his prayer. He did not fear Ahab though he was a wicked king because he feared God more than him. Prayer for fire to fall. He was, a, he was those bold prophets who threw an open challenge to the prophets of Baal just to prove that Yahweh is God. That's what we read in 1st King chapter 18 and verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. He was bold to point out the pour, pouring water on the sacrifice and the wood and also filled the trench with water until it was full and to see the power of God being manifested and God honored him by sending fire to consume the sacrifice. When I was a believer we were strong in work with God and I've seen supernatural things happening right in front of my eyes. I've seen people being delivered by from the addictions, people being who being possessed by devil, devil being delivered. And I've seen God moving in an amazing way. We were not much, uh, uh, I would say, not much matured in Christ those days. 
but those simple prayer of faith God would show up we have seen God moving supernaturally in our youth camps young people being delivered from the addictions young people being filled with the Holy Spirit by just simple faith of prayer I still I still remember one time we prayed for rains in Trimalgari for some event to stop because that was not a great event but we want that as a believer of Christ we I met I called few uh, fellowship people I, I still remember they were around 10 to 12 people we hold our hands together and we started praying for God God send us a rain send us rain so that this event may not take place because if this event takes place there will be a lot of unclean things will happen in this place in our locality so we prayed we we came together and we prayed sure enough by the time we end our prayer the rain started falling we could see the power of god we could see the miracle right was happening right in front of our eyes i'm sure some of us experienced the same way in the initial walk with god now every prayer you prayed he answered however life disappointments may have weakened your faith along the way this is the time to re reignite your first love for God by looking back what God has done for so far for you by looking back those miracles by looking back those times where God did God show up in a in a in a greater way in your life whenever I look back those days it just builds faith in me when everything seems to be all right it's easy to trust God but we need to trust him all the time Elijah not only trusted God for supernatural things related to nature he also was bold enough to challenge people for God and kept his faith steady Elijah standing ground in front of Ahab when he knew fully well that Ahab was looking for him to kill him he sends a word to Ahab that he wanted to meet him see that see the challenge that he has see the courage that he was now Ahab was a wicked king that's what we read in the Bible now actually he's looking for Elijah to kill him but here is a man full of courage full of faith he says he sends a word saying that I want to meet the king he fearlessly blames him and his family for the evil that Israel was in that's what we read in uh, 18th verse I have not made trouble for Israel Elijah replied but you and your father family have you have abandoned the Lord's command and followed the Baals he not only challenges Ahab but also challenges all the prophets of Baal with the same confidence without any fear though he was alone he not only blames him but also asks him to gather all the prophets of Baal to challenge them we read in verse 24 chapter 18 first Kings then you will call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord the God who answers by fire he's a true God he throws this challenge to them then all the people said 
what you say is good. Some of the ways we can be like Elijah. Be bold enough to share your faith. Be bold enough to confront what is wrong to anyone. Not be scared of people and the numbers. Elijah was alone in the challenge. Still, he did not lack confidence. Some people call me in the midnight, maybe sometimes like one or two. They ask me to come and pray over people. And especially people who have been possessed by demon. Though I was very scared of such things, I would completely trust God to be brave enough to go and pray and that person, God would miraculously deliver him. Not be worried about the magnitude of the problem. Most of the time, we are worried about the magnitude of the problem the, because problems look like a giant. Sometimes we are worried about the numbers. And we see here, Elijah was bold enough. Though, 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 though there were so many hundreds of prophets of Baal, but he was, he was strong enough. He was bold enough to throw a challenge in front of them. He was bold. Now even as we look, slowly we begin to see Elijah's faith fade away along his journey. Elijah is running away from Jezebel after experiencing the, super, the, the spiritual high. Still Elijah got scared of one woman's threat to kill him. He just saw a great move of God and a great victory in a previous chapter. But if you read the following verse, Elijah is now afraid. Can you believe that? After, after seeing the glory of God, after seeing the miracle of God in his prayer, he feels threatened by one woman who runs and he runs for his life. He killed 850 prophets who were men but could not handle one woman who threatens him to kill him. His, he is gripped with fear as to what this woman will do for him. So similar to us, we have seen God working in our lives. We have seen God moving in our lives. We have seen the providence of God in our life. We have seen the miracles happening in our lives. We have seen God being so faithful in providing every single thing that is required in our families. But yet we are scared now. We are, we are so worried about our future. We are so worried about our finances. We are so worried about our job. We are so worried about our businesses. We are so worried about our children's future, even though God has given to us. We are so worried about life. One virus shakes our faith in Jesus, making us blind like Elijah. One threat makes him run into the wilderness. Elijah left his servant, went a day's journey in the desert, sat near the broom tree and prayed, Lord, it's enough. I can't take it anymore. I want to die. He prayed. He begins to travel, hoping to go by all by himself. But eventually he gives up. He runs to run to escape from death into the wilderness all by himself. He even leaves his servant there. We read in 1 Kings 19, verse 3, 
Elijah was afraid, ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left a servant there. He just wanted to run into the desert and be alone by all, all by himself. There were times we are so worked up that we just want to be alone. It does not always have to big things like threats of the death. At times, even small things can make us run for our lives and make us want to be alone. A classic example is keeping ourselves away from others just because we feel insecure around him, around them. Peer pressure among the youth, paying off our loans, which may sometimes seem impossible with the salary that you are earning. Not being able to handle the pressure of the exams for the students. Ironically, though Elijah was running to escape death, he himself asked God to kill him. That's what we read in chapter uh, 19 and verse 4. While he was himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came down to a broom bush, sat under it and prayed that he might die. I had enough, Lord, he said, take my life. I am no better than my ancestor. He was fleeing Jezebel who threatened to kill him. But he was going so far to the wilderness only to ask God, to kill him. Some of the reasons Elijah's prayer that, that he wanted to die could be Elijah expected Israel will change including Ahab and Jezebel after victory over the prophets of Baal to come to God including Jezebel but that did not happen. He was totally disappointed. We read in 1st King chapter 18 verses 37 answer me O Lord Answer me, for these people will know that you, Lord, are God, that you are turning their hearts back again. I think he was expecting that entire Israel would come and turn back to the hearts, to God. But he felt the very purpose of his challenge was not fulfilled. Elijah got into depression. Probably he's feeling lonely. Probably he is tired, physically walking in the desert. All these factors led him to pray to God saying, Take my life, Lord, it's enough. I can't take it anymore. It's like sometimes with us, we are totally burnt up. We are running from escaping from death to longing for death in circles. However, God can release you from that circles of death into a life with much more purpose and meaning. Finally, it seems like he totally lost faith. Elijah's disappointment in God, now that he's almost wanted to end his life, each time God asks him, where is he? It starts to pour out his feeling to God. He pointed out the fact that he was jealous for God. In verse Verse 10 and 14, he replied, I've been jealous for you, Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. It's like this. Many times we are praying for the salvation of our loved ones with great zeal, but nothing seems to happen. 
We earnestly want our Lord, loved ones to be saved, to make, to take a long time because their stubborn hearts. We begin to question God saying, we are doing all that we can, but still he's not answering our prayers. And finally, we give up. However, we need to understand that God in his divine mercy is working in the background doing all that is needed to save them because the word of God says he does not want anyone to perish not even one like how God was working in the background of Elijah's case in in verse 18 yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel all whose knees are not bowed down to Baal and to the mouse have not kissed him we need to be patient and follow God's timetable instead of getting frustrated with God. Now the second concern Elijah mentioned to God was that he was alone in the whole thing. He even started feeling that he was the only one left in spite of knowing from Obadiah that, that there were other hundred prophets of the Lord who were alive in, in the hiding. That what, that's what we read in First King chapter 18 verse 13, haven't you heard my Lord that, that I did while Jezebel was killing the prophets of the Lord? I hid hundreds of the Lord's prophet in, in two caves, 50 in each and supplied them with food and water. And here we see Elijah verse in, in 19, chapter 19 verse 10 and 14, he says, I'm the only one left. They are trying to kill me too. He was on a journey of self-pity. Fear can cause us get into, this, uh, um, uh, in, into a mode of self-pity. It blinds us all the facts we know about the situation that can bring us relief. Instead of feeling lonely, he could have encouraged himself saying there were hundred others like him who Obadiah saved. Now let's look into how God reroutes Elijah's path. God's route bringing back to where he left to go on to see a glorious ending. Now God's delight for Elijah by going into the wilderness, he thinks he has, he has reached his destination. But according to God, he was actually getting him started from where he thought he was done. He ensures you are strengthened enough to take this journey, he wants you to take it. We might look at this big thing, so big it feels like to end life. However, God knows exactly where you need to res uh, reserve your feeling, reverse your feelings. He provides a physical need. That's what we read in uh, chapter 19 verses 5 to 8. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once the angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around. There by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank, then lay down again. The angel of the came back the second time, touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by that food. He traveled for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, 
the mountain of God. God uses simple things to satisfy his hunger, bread and water. In the same way, sometimes we need to read his word and pray to boost ourselves enough to able to refuel to carry out the rest of our journey. He not only satisfies his, his physical need, but also his spiritual need. If you read chapter 19, verse 11, it says, The Lord said, Go out, stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. When the great and the powerful wind tore the mountains apart, shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. The only place we get strength is in his presence. The only uh, hope that we get is in his presence. The only place that we get renewed, recharged is in his presence. Elijah looks for God in the great wind. He looks for, looks for God in the earthquake, in the fire, but could not find him. He could only find him in the gentle whisper. Sometimes we expect God to show up in a mighty way. To some man of God speaking to you, maybe through prophecy. Sometimes we expect great man of God praying over our lives laying on hands on us and praying. Sometimes we have specific people. If these people only pray, then God answers. I'm not saying it is wrong. It is great to be prayed by this great man of God and a woman of God. But what I mean to say is, that's not the only way that God answers prayers. However, he is calling you to the secret place. He is calling you to come one-on-one -on -one with him. He is inviting you to come to the secret place because the Lord is about to pass by. The most effective way that God speaks to us is when we are alone with him. Because that is on, on a personal note. Couple of ways God speaks to us. Through his word, through the music, through the man of God, through the believers or through quiet time. Once God helps him experience his presence, he asks him to head back where he came from in order to get back to work. Though Elijah asked God to end his life, God, God planned that he still had more to do. And the Lord said to Elijah, the journey is not over, a long way to go. Greater things are in store for you. I have a great plans for you. I am trusting you. I am dependent on you. I am waiting for you. I need you. Hold on. Today, he is telling you the same. He has a great plans for you. Do not worry about this COVID-19. Do not worry about the situation that is around you. Maybe it is looking, looking very depressing. But God says, the journey is not over. You have a long way to go. Because I have great things in store for you. I have a great plans for you. Like he said to Elijah.
Your God is a big and a powerful God. He can change things around you. He's working in the background. You are the child of most high God. We don't live by sight. We live by faith in Christ. In conclusion, God's route. He restores. He restores. He renews. He reinstates you. He restores him. He assures him of his presence. He reinstates his calling by sending him back to continue his journey. But the best was yet to come because God was going to take him alive into heaven. The glorious ending of Elijah we see in, in uh, Kings chapter 2 verses 11. As they were walking along, along talk, uh, talking together, suddenly a chatter of fire and the horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to the heaven in a whirlwind. He sits back from where you felt like giving up. He, by restoring you physically and spiritually, if you give your life to the sovereign God, our journey will no doubt have a glorious end, no matter what the storm we face on the way. Church, I want, because God has a great things for you. He has a glorious ending like Elijah. He has a great plans for you. Even as we continue praying, even as we look into this journey, and I pray that you have a great journey with God, because God has great things in store for you. This is not the end of our life. COVID-19 COVID is not the end. It is just a part of a journey. Great things in store for you, church. Even as we look down to prayer, asking God to strengthen us, asking God to, to fill us, asking God to strengthen each one of us. I want you to just close your eyes and bow your heads Asking God to pray. Asking God to fill you. Asking God to strengthen you. Asking God to build you. And asking God to take care of your journey. Because God has great things in store for you. A long way to go. I want to say that God has great plans for your life. He has planned. He's working behind you. He is working in, in the background of you. You might be thinking this is the end of this world. You might be thinking this economy is crashing. I don't know what is my future going to be. You might be thinking this, this, this life seems to be very boring for me. This life seems to be not exciting for me. Hearing all the news around, listening to so many messages, listening to so many things around. But I want to let you know that your God is a big God. He's able to change the situation. He's able to change. Uh, 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 he's able to change you, uh, your environment, your things, and put you back in the track, so that you will have. A glorious ending. I want you to just close your eyes and bow your heads. Probably, if you can join your hands with your family, we want to pray 
ask God's blessing. I don't know what, what you have been encountering. I don't know what is your situation. I don't know which part of your journey you are in. Probably you are on a verge of giving up. Probably you are on a verge of saying, God, I am done. Asking God and telling God that I'm, 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 I'm done, Lord. I am tired of this problem. Probably you are, you are in a verge of, of giving up, saying, saying, God, I've been praying for my friend for so long. I've been praying for my family for so long. I haven't seen miracles. I haven't seen things moving right in front of my eyes. Probably you are discouraged. Probably you've been praying from years. Wanting God to move in your family. But I want to tell you, my friend, don't give up. God is working. He's working. God will make things beautiful in his time. We are on a journey. But one thing for sure, that he has a great ending for you. He has a great plans for you and for your family. Let's not get worried about the situation around. But I want you to pray. And ask God's blessing. Ask God's anointing upon your life. Ask God to put you back into that track. If you have lost that first love for God, I think it's a time that you ask God, God, give me back by that first love. And I want you to just pray. I want you to pray. Seek earnestly. Because during this quarantine, I think it's, it's a time to rethink, refocus and realign. Our journey. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Hold your hands, friends. Church, I want you to pray together and asking God for strength. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, this morning, Lord, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, Lord, for speaking to each one of us through your word. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the things that you've been doing in our lives so far. Lord, we are ever grateful to you. We are ever grateful to you, O oh God, for you are so good, Father God. You have been so faithfully working behind our scenes, O oh God. Though for us it may look different, but Lord, we know that you are in control over this situation, over our lives and over our families. Father, I especially pray for, Lord, for all the family members, Lord, for our church, for the friends who have been thinking, Lord, that they have been backtracked. For the friends who have, who have been thinking that they have lost the first love. The friends who have been, who are in the verge of giving up. Who are discouraged. Who are uh, being disappointed with so many things. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you realign them, O oh God. Put them back to the track, O oh God. Let them know that the journey that they have is going to be a great journey, Father God. That they have a great plans for you, O oh God. Father, I just pray. That Lord, that you will bless each one of us, O God. Each one of us, O God. And Lord, I come at Lord, everyone, everyone who is hearing this message. Father, that Lord, help them to connect with you, O God. Help them, Lord, to put back those things which are not right. Those things, O God, to align themselves for this journey, O God. And Father, I just commit them into your hands, O Father God. Lord, as Lord, those simple prayers of faith, Father, I just pray for that you will answer them, O oh God. That you will meet their needs, O oh Father. 
And Lord, we pray that you, Lord, that you'll continue to protect your church, your uh, family, so God, your people, oh Father God, Lord, from this COVID-19. And Lord, that you'll continue to provide them, oh God. And thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy in our lives, oh Father. We just give you glory. And Lord, we commit our lives into your hands. Father, use us for the extension of your kingdom. Lord, bless each one of us so that, so that we can be a blessing to others, Lord. Especially during this pandemic, that we will be able to spread the, the love of God to others, Lord. We just commit our lives into your hands. Thank you for speaking to us through, the, through, the, through your word and through the life of Elijah. Help us to have a great ending of our life. When we meet you and help us to be called, well done my faithful servant. Father, that's, that's going to be our prayer, Lord. And Lord, we want to thank you. We want to thank you once again for your so good to us. You always reroute our journey and put back us into the track that you wanted us to. Thank you for that. You've been so gracious to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, have a blessed week. See you soon.